Good. <laughs> what you been thinking about? You know. That plane. That plane. And the tree. And that poor, poor plane. Yeah. She didn't stand a chance. <laughs> Against what? Me. <laughs> Wow. After hiking up all those mountains, my ass is just thick and juicy. Ugh. Why is it juicy? That's it's still sweaty? That is, yeah, a little bit. That's an STI just waiting to happen. It's a blue waffle. Ew. <laughs> Stop. Who did I say that to? I think I said it to Martha. And she was like, what's a blue waffle? Oh, no. <laughs> Hopefully she looked waffle? it up. She needed Google image search immediately. No, I think Kendall is like, oh, do you want to know? Oh, no. Like, let me educate you, my darling. I can give you that information. I have the Wikipedia memorized. Oh, yucky. That's yucky, yucky. What? Leave me alone. No no devices. No phones. No devices. It's just personable time right Mm -hmm. now. Oh, wow. Does that mean we have to talk? (laughs) Does that mean we have to talk to each other? Yeah. Hmm. It's not that hard. It's not difficult. Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite <laughs> color? Uh, red. Uh, what's yours? Uh, yellow. Oh. Good. That's uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good job, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am. Someone bro. <laughs> yes. I am so. I did not call him anyone bro yet. <laughs> but I feel myself on the verge several times. Because I have been uh, shadowing the classes recently, and like they've been encouraging shadowing the classes at the gym. Oh, and the, uh, they like been I was like, what kind of are you into necromancy? <laughs> shadowing the classes. Ooh, good job, bro. <laughs> um, and uh, so I've been shadowing the coaches during the classes and whatnot. And uh, whenever they're like, "Oh yeah, Chris, go like talk to the people, like introduce, not introduce, but like you know, What's welcome up, to bro? the class." I'm literally like, uh, around the girls, I'm perfectly fine. Around the straight men, I'm fully just like, "Hey, you, how are you doing today?" And Hi like there, hey, hello there, friend of mine. See, that's what. I might, if I have to do something uh-huh. like that, I do friend. Yeah, okay. Hey, it's, friend. It's gay. Yeah. But it's not like overtly gay. Hey, girl. Hey, friend. Oh. Yeah. Hey, it, queen. It, it all, it's all about intonation. Uh-huh. I've already said, hey, friend. Yeah. I said to the or girl the, next to him. And then you're like, hey, hello, friends. friend. Yeah, hello. Friend. And I'm like, and the num- number of fist bumps that I go for, and it's like, <laughs> please. Good job. You did it. Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Woo! Powers unite. Um, I am um, largely uncomfortable to be around most times. So it's. Uh, I can I can testify to that. It's quite entertaining. Yeah. But that's a different situation. That's just because you've known me for four years. It's just downhill and more uncomfortable every minute. Mm-hmm. I'm just uncomfortable the way that you're drinking this right now. You taught me to drink like this. Pinky's out. You're a lady. Ooh. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yes, yeah, true. Um, but yeah, that's uh, 
That's what I've been thinking about because I have a I'm in a constant state of uh, a social anxiety of gay distress. Yeah, correct. Gay fear. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's mostly the uh, anxiety of every single interaction that I have. I'm like, wow, they really hate me just because I'm weird as fuck. And uh, you're right. And I, and I'm okay. absolutely right. Yeah. I asked a, a, a gym bro if he was gonna cry because Are you the, cry? <laughs> Is he so, actually injured? No, something happened that, uh, like, the head coach was teaching him, or was uh, teasing him. Uh, and, like, I don't have the same relationship that them two had, but I, like, was going in for, like, a tease <laughs> me, and a jest. And myself. so I was like, oh, are you going to cry? And he, like, turned around and looked at me. I was like, <laughs> I think, I don't think I was supposed to say that. Did anyone laugh? Uh, Clark did. <laughs> but he's a, the head coach. I'm like, oh, God, that man now hates me. <laughs> I think you just gotta go full gay. Yeah. You gotta go Richard Simmons. Oh, yeah. Hi, everybody. Wow. Wow. We gotta work out today. Yeah. Just get right into it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I need to do. I know what I need to do, but I'm just. Or go sassy. How do you become like a sassy coach? What do you mean? Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Mm. Just lots of. mm. Mm. You gonna lift that? No. You gonna lift that? Oh, oh drink. Are you gonna after your workout? You gonna lift four hundred okay. calories? That's, uh, that's a great idea. Not a great idea. You gonna enjoy that? Mm. Mm. No. no. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think I think that's more the vibe for sure. Yeah. Wow. The vibe, the ooh ah sensation. That makes sense. So things are going poorly for you there. Oh, absolutely, that good to me. absolutely. Just as a reminder that my life is always spiraling. Uh, downward very quickly. Diagonally. Mm. Downward at a Yeah, angle, not even spiraling. Backwards. Just like fully just... Down and back. I mean, that's... I am aging backwards. No, you're not. <laughs> Who told you Somebody that? lied to you several times. <laughs> Someone lied to her several, several times. times. Yeah, that makes told sense. told her that she was fly, gorgeous, and sexy. She is none of those things. Wow. Do you know anything about that? Yes, I know about that. Tiffany. Huh? Would that be my name? Would it be Tiffany? Would you be a Tiffany? Would you be Tiffany? I don't think so. If you were, if you were a guarrel, a, a guarrel, guarrel, um, I feel like it would have to be as just as um, basic. My name right now is not basic. It's very Caucasian though. Mm-hmm. A Caucasian name that is used sometimes, but not often. Britlin. No. Oh, you don't want to be a basic white woman from Jessalyn. Alabama? Jessalyn. Okay, that's also a basic white woman from Mississippi. Am I from the South? No. Chad. Candace. What? Oh. Chad. That's a girl's name. In where? Ch- Chad Dury. <laughs> Poland. Poland. <laughs> you know those Poles. They. they can you say that? What's their names? That's a demonym, so. isn't it? I don't know. I think it's a slur. No, I, no it isn't. <laughs> Time to Google. Those Polish? <laughs> Polish people? <laughs> I actually think it is. No, it's not. <laughs> Someone's going to be in troubles. <laughs> Poles or Polish people are a West Slavic nation via a Wikipedia Bitch. Oh, that means it's absolutely true. 
first thing on the list. Mm-hmm. Don't be mad because you don't know nothing about nothing. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Can you name three countries that start with the? The United Kingdom, the United States, and the United Arab Emirates. Snaps for me. What about three countries that have a J in it? Azerbaijan. Got one. Um, I'm still thinking. Hold on. Djibouti. Djibouti. <laughs> no, Djibouti's a city. No, that's a country. Oh, Jordan. Jakarta's a city. Jordan. 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 Okay, we got, I got three. The J, start with the J? Yeah. No, it has to have a J in it. Azerbaijan. Yeah, it's a country in East Africa. Azerbaijan, Djibouti, and Jordan. Mm, mine were Djibouti. Egypt. No. <laughs> Egypt. <laughs> Look, I know things. Mine was Tajikistan. Oh, that's a good one. Jamaica. Oh, Jamaica. And Azerbaijan. Oh. Yeah, look at you. Where did you find this? What, what, what is this trivia now? Are we doing a trivia podcast? That's what this podcast has been about. Mm-hmm. Literally just like, what are Chris and Spencer going to do? think about. That's true. And I already know. And you were thinking about countries with the letter J in them. Yeah. And the ones that start with the. Hmm. Did you steal that from someone's podcast? <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> oh no. You know something I will tell about though. What? I would like to tell you about the baked bone. Djibouti almost has a million people that live there. They all got booties. Jib-booties. Big old fat juicy <laughs> Big old fat juicy Djiboutis. <laughs> Judy but D J O O D I. Judy Garland. Recent Gallup polls have shown that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger at the highest levels in over a decade. While we are growing more and more, aware, more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to studies, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can, but what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Make Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs, and Baked Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BakedBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. <laughs> Big Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using promo code SPOOPY15. SPOOPY15. Big Bones is LGBTQ owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Big Bones proudly donates 10% of all profits to no kill shelters in the U.S. Need your bones ASAP or want to support small businesses? Big Bones are now available at Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights or at Man Ready Mercantile on South Congress in Austin. Um, you know who recently got their baked bones? You. My mother. My mother. My mother ordered from uh, baked bones, and she was just in love with them. Very in love with them. She got them like 
two days later. Because I think she ordered them on like a Friday or Saturday. She got them Monday. Um, they got the message inside like they always do. And she wrote them a review. I'm like, ooh. And uh, um, the person in charge of Baked Bones uh, wrote to me. He's like, is this your mother? I'm like, yes, she is. And he sent me uh, the, the review. And one she star. You a bitch in the review. <laughs> Chris is a bitch, but um, but no, they um, she really liked him, and I was like, well, first of all, she didn't tell me she was going to write a review. I didn't tell her to write a review, and whenever she writes reviews, she is uh, she's very much a Karen of the Boomer generation, and she will write a review that she means. And so she gave him five stars. Sca- five stars. She, I literally like saw a little thing that was like, oh, she's a local reviewer, which I thought was so funny. She has like sixty something reviews, and I like clicked on some of them, and like. Oh, God. <laughs> 99% she, one stars. She is fully a Karen. Now, she writes very nice reviews, but she is very honest with all of her reviews. I'm like, you uh, include a lot of details. So she got her big bones and loved them. My God. She's been, her anxiety-ridden dog has slept through thunderstorms now because of it. So We love that. We do love that. We love a peaceful pup and alliteration. We do. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. You're reading Rainbow. Should we take these? Congratulations. For what? Um, it is almost my fir- my thirtieth. It doesn't say thirty on here. You are gonna be thirty. Thirty, flirty, and so fir- thirty. Old. Yeah. Flir- thirty, thirty, flirty, and thriving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah. No. Is that not right? I think it's the saying. It's the terrible thirty. Well, they have to be the yeah. Thirty. Well, it's normally f- f- thirty, flirty, and and thriving. None of those are. Okay, it's I too much to of a, a tongue twister. It's too much of a tongue twister. Just do thirty, failing, and f- <laughs> thoughtless. Thirty, failing, and fucked up. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. No, you got that new gym thing going for you. I know it's so successful. I'm just hanging with the bros. Hanging with my. <laughs> My, hanging with my, my dude friends. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I made any dude friends there. You always have been hanging around with the straights for years. I've been hanging around the girls. Does that count? Yeah, I guess so. The straight people. I don't do any of that. <laughs> I abandoned that a long time ago. I cut the toxic straights out of my life years ago. That does... My own mother calls me and I do not. That's a lie, and you because know it. I called her first. <laughs> then when she calls me back, it's a butt dial. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, so mom. Yes, I'm. I'm still here. What? 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 what what's what happened? Going on? <laughs> and you hear background. This is a fucking kid calling me no, all the time. Me with my mom giving a butt dial. I'm like, who's dying? Why? Why is she help, calling me? Help! There's something help. wrong. She's calling me right back. There must have been something. There must have been a bad accent. This is so bad. And when she's I just like, yeah, I just wanted to know if you wanted to come over on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> Is when, it too early if we come at 6 a.m.? Because <laughs> I, I miss you a lot. <laughs> um, whenever I would call my mom in college, she fully would just be like, what? I'm like, oh, oh God. Because uh, you know the college thing. Like, oh, call your parents. They miss you, blah, blah, blah. I call my mom and she's like, I'm busy. What do you want? Are you dying? Is uh, What's happening? No, I just want to talk. Okay. About what? I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> you hate me. You really hate me. Cut to. Cut to. And I'm crying. No, I'm not. What? She really does. Who's crying? 
What are you looking outside for? Stop. I don't like it. I feel like you just keep looking past me. Like, <laughs> Well, I do, because I can't see you. You know what we should do? Since what? we are on season four. Oh my gosh, it is season four. We should start sitting on the other side of the <laughs> table. <laughs> Let's sit in a different room. Okay. Let's sit outside. We used to do a card table that was right there, plugged into the one uh, outlet that worked. That was the hits of season two. That was. That was a, a moment. Because we had just started season two, and yeah. And this place is the hits of season three. Mm-hmm. So, so where, I guess where, we do have to move. What do we do for hits of season four? Kitchen counter? Uh, we'll go into the, the office. Oh, boy. We'll set it up so that we're... Uh, that we can paint our nails the whole time. Okay. And look at magazines. Uh-huh. And play stuff on the, on the boob box. The boom box. The jukebox. Our tapes. We'll we put in tapes. put in a quarter. Mm-hmm. A quarter. No, you're going 50s. I'm thinking 1980s here. Oh. Late 80s, early 90s. Okay. That explains it all. And we wear um, rollerblades at the, the disco hop. I'm going to wear those socks with the lace. Okay. You dressing as a schoolgirl? I'm only wearing the socks with the lace. So you're naked. No. <laughs> I have a robe. <laughs> Socks with a lace, but a robe. But short robe. Short robe. We need a, a four-inch seam waist. Did you know that Chubby's has four-inch inseam shorts now? They do, and I would like to buy some. I also, there's... Oh. How much are they? 60 bucks. Oh, it's okay. There's a... a, 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 a um, oh, okay, brain fart. Uh, they there was a still working. There's a company that's like called uh, like uh, ten thousand uh, cc or something like that. Uh, for that have gym shorts, but they're like four inch in scenes as well. Seen several guys at the gym that are wearing them, but I thought they were basically only a gay brand. So I look at these guys and I'm like, y'all gay together? What's happening here? Who are you? What did the you do? Trying to take our style again. Uh, and I don't think he. I, I I'm questionable. Question. Not, I'm questionable. He's questionable. I'm questioning him. But he was also wearing the shorts, and I was like, "And they they do they do some some they do feature some assets very nicely." The lower back, the um, the back end of a just giant dumpster. You know, mm. you ever seen like a dumpster? And you're like, "Wow, that is thick in the back. <laughs> That's got a lot of trash. <laughs> that is full." <laughs> to the room with trash. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm talking about, you know? Control yourself at the gym. No, that... Honestly, like, I feel a little uncomfortable because I'm supposed to be, like, always watching people's, like, form and stuff like that. And, of course, we do, like, a lot of squats and things like that. And I'm like... (laughs) I promise I'm not looking at your butt, but I have to look at your butt, but I am looking at your butt. But, like, I'm not, but I am. But I'm not. I'm only helping the women. <laughs> I, I, I can't do this. I can't. I'm only going to help the women. <laughs> you got your you gentlemen are on your own. I'm so sorry. This is not going to work out for me. Uh, no, it's very entertaining. I'm just like form's looking good. <laughs> sweating. <laughs> I'm not even working out. I'm just. Sweating. <laughs> oh geez, oh boy, oh wow. Okay, uh, yeah, hmm. yeah. So that's, that's crazy. My, that's, that's crazy. That's what you've been thinking about? That's what I've been thinking about. 
just uh, being terrible at my uh, side everything. job. Yeah, everything too. But yeah, how fun is that? How fun is that? That's a good thing. That's a good thing. What are you up to this weekend? I mean, it's Memorial Day weekend. What are you doing? I want to do nothing. Oh. I haven't been allowed to do nothing for a while. Are the girls gone? No, they'll be here. But they're not doing anything. <laughs> okay. None of us are doing anything. Okay. I have, I have deemed the weekend nothing. I love that. I mean, we'll probably do some things around the house, but I don't want to do it. I don't want any of the people over. Okay. I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that. Yeah. That's... We've had people at our house since Easter. Yeah. Every weekend. Yeah. I'm just ready to it's just not lay. I'm gonna lay there. Okay. I want you to watch the fan spinning. Turn no, it down where it's like way. watch the floor. Okay. So yeah. you're you're like planking. You remember planking? Yeah, I just still do that. Oh yeah. Every okay. night. I lay in the bed planking. Face down. Hoping for suffocation. Yeah. I don't want to do anything. Okay. We might go to my parents. You just said you don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything else. <laughs> okay. Plot twist. What are you going to do? I'm going to float the river. What? Wow. wow. We're going to San Marcos. San Marcos. San Marcos. Uh-huh. And we will be floating the river. You and your straights? The, no. They're all gays, except for one person. Jamie. She's straight. Those are your straights. All the rest of them are gay. Uh, or bisexual. One spoils the bunch. That's true. One straight person ruins it for everyone. Because they're always like, uh, Do you like Chick-fil-A? <laughs> no, I had Chick-fil-A and, and I wasn't supposed to because I support gay rights. I'm like, yeah. So stop that. <laughs> the the girls are having their end of the year parties and one of them is Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. And Raina was like, I like Chick-fil-A, though. No. Well, we had already explained to it, explained it to her, and she was like, but I like Chick-fil-A, though. And I was like, okay, cool, but you're never getting it at the house. Uh-uh. We're never it taking it there. not walking in my door. So I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> and she was like, oh, well, everyone voted, and I didn't vote for Chick-fil-A. And I was like, good. Good. Good answer. Good Fuck save. Jesus chicken. <laughs> Jesus chicken. <laughs> Fuck that Jesus! But the the uh, the um, uh, use the use of peanut oil, good for them. I will say that. But beyond what do the other people use? Uh, vegetable oil. Peanut oil is slightly healthier than vegetable oil. Uh huh. Oh. So they think they know Jesus. They know how to make things healthy. <laughs> Shit. Maybe. I don't think I so. I don't believe them. Um, I make it my purposeful mi- mission to be mean to anyone that goes to Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. You work at Chick-fil-A? I'm calling you a bitch. I'm calling... <laughs> I know it has nothing to do <laughs> you with You drive me. up to the drive-thru. Hello, do you work at Chick-fil-A? They're like, yes. hey, how's your day? Can I get you something? I'm like, no, fuck Wait, What do they say? Bye. Like, like um, have a, a blessed day. What is it they're, they're saying? They're supposed to say, like... Um, have a gorgeous my day. My pleasure. Or or my my pleasure. That's what it is. That everyone gets all pissed off about. And I'm like, can I get a, a f- fuck you? Can I get a fuck you sandwich? <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> yes, I can help you with that. My pleasure. <laughs> yeah, uh, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. And my favorite is when people <laughs> use the argument. Well, they're a franchise company. Like, yeah, but someone had to buy that franchise. 
Exactly. I don't. I I will go to get the the one love chicken. If I gotta have the chicken. I'll go to the one love chicken. What's one love chicken? Raising king. Oh my bad. I don't know the mission and values, but their chicken is fucking lit. <laughs> <laughs> Little ass chicken. You know what I'm saying? Little ass chicken. Wow. Should we talk about some stupid things? I think we better get there. Oh, do you have, do you want me to go first? It's my turn to shine. <laughs> you fat Be- cunt. Because you've been going second for years you've now. You've been treating me like a second class citizen for the past umpteen weeks. How does it feel? It feels so bad. I don't know why you treat me like this on my it's... own podcast that you're a guest on. Barely. Ivan Millet. Uh-huh. Millet. Well, first you gotta, you gotta explain what we're doing. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay, okay. Yes, I've gotta do that. So we're we going... Gotta, we're gotta going... pop on back. We've just finished an iceberg, and me, myself, and I said, wow, that was a great iceberg. That took a lot of work. Let's do another one. Me, myself, and I. Nobody else. <laughs> Did you come up with the idea, bitch? You started it literally like 10 months ago. This iceberg? No, the last iceberg. Yeah, I know. You didn't have an idea. Like, let's do another one. I've just, <laughs> I've just been researching random serial killers. I know. You shouldn't have gotten. I didn't have, have a, sense, a sense of direction. Listen, I can't be the one that's bringing all the ideas to the podcast. Oh, you have Lord. to think of some things by yourself. Oh Lord! So we are going to exam examine the depraved, not depraved, the horrific, the dark, twisted era of serial killers. Well, the the guy that I get these from, uh, has are, you, done, are you assuming his gender? He's a male. And he is very explicit about that. He's a Sunday school teacher, and I didn't know that. Ew. The guy that I do this. Hello, this everybody, and oh, welcome shit. to the next. Po- <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. Was it out loud on this? I don't know, but that was awesome. <laughs> I hope just, it's recorded. I think it is, and I think it's just on the thing. <laughs> anyway, that guy who you've just heard. Uh, He's a Sunday school teacher. He does the the he did the conspiracy theory iceberg, and he's and, a Sunday school teacher. And now he's doing this this iceberg too. All these things. Who doesn't curse or anything? It's weird. Interesting. It's very strange. He's a Jesus man. <gasps> he probably eats a Chick Fil A. He does talk a lot about guns. Oh, and I'm not a fan. That's uh. Uncomfortable not for everyone. Everybody that has a gun is bad, but a majority of them are. I'm not ready to talk me. about that right now. Yeah, me neither. Um, so Anyways, the horrific serial killer uh, iceberg. There's the horrific, the depraved, and the the weirdest, and another one. Like the tiers are labeled. No, these are just t- the titles. Of <clears> the oh, icebergs. the individual icebergs. Yeah. So which one we're doing? Terrible. This is horrific. Horrific. Yeah. Horrific. Uh, so level one, we got the classics. We got Charlie Manson. Which you did at the very beginning of our podcast. Yes. Season one, episode like six. I, what was the first one? My first one was Amityville Horror, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. And I did uh, the... Uh, um, Gray. No, Victoria Black's one in. Yes. I knew it was a color. Yes. Uh, John Wayne Gacy, mm-hmm. who we all know, a clown. 
clown that killed little boys. Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, I that was my second episode. That was the, the first serial killer that I did, and uh, that was a wild one. Yeah, it was a, a lot. Hoot and a holler. A hoot and a holler. Uh, Theodore Bundy, who uh, did we we did a joint Theodore Bundy. We did, or yeah. We, I think we combined, yeah. Uh, Son of Sam. You did him. I did them. Zodiac. I did Zodiac too. You did, too. yeah. I love it. I did Jack the Ripper. I love the Zodiac. I love the Zodiac. Don't do that. Yeah. Richard Ramirez. You did Richard Ramirez. I did Jack the Ripper and Richard Ramirez. A lot of these we did at like the um, end of season three, like last year. Did we just? No, no, no. It was Halloween. Three. Sorry. Elbow. <laughs> Mid season two. Um, no, we did it for Halloween of last year because Halloween was like the like I mean four weeks of October, and so each of us did like super murders and things like that. Yeah. So we did R- Jack the Ripper, Richard Ramirez. Uh, I think John Wayne Gacy was in there. Son of Sam, Ted Bundy. We did a combined one on that one, Zodiac Killer. So we got all the the majors, the big the hits. So that's tier one. We did all of them. Level two, we did most of these. Um, that's where we'll be today. Well, I will be there. Oh, Lord. I'm there, too. Just apparently doing something that we might have researched before. We've already done it. Um, Henry Lee Lucas. Uh, I don't think I've done him. I think you've done him. I don't think and I, I have. And I think you've done him recently. Well, when was it then? I don't know. Eileen Warnos. You I did. Didn't, did didn't, done did hers. H.H. Uh, H. Holmes. I did. Fred and Rose West. I did. <clears throat> Who did Ed Gein? Me. That was you. I did Ed Kemper, who you're also going to do today. You, yeah. um, Boston Stranglers, too vague. Snowtown Murders, we have not done. No, yes, I have. I did Snowtown Murders. When the murders in Australia? Oh yeah. There was no snow. That's why it's confusing. Oh my god! There's a town called Snowtown. Uh, DC Snipers, who we will not cover because we don't do it terrorists. Is a terrorist attack. And then Peter Sutcliffe, that uh, Chris was supposed to do today, but he can't but keep I up didn't... With conversation on text. <laughs> you... Okay. <clears throat> okay. Should we keep going down and just go through who we've already done? No. We'll, we can do that whenever we get to other tiers. Okay. We're still on. T- so we are officially on tier two. We're finishing tier two today. No, we're not. Because we haven't done Peter Sutcliffe, and I do not believe that we've done Albert Fish. We've done Albert we Fish. We have not done Albert Fish. Yes, because he wrote that note to his the mother of the kid that he ate. I don't remember doing You that. did it. I don't remember doing that. I don't think I did. I think you're lying to me. The fuck? The fuck? Anyways, I'm going to continue on tier two here with the story of <clears throat> Ivan Milat. Does not show up in my documents. So, Ivan Milat... Uh, was the son of a Croatian immigrant. Uh, his dad's name was Stepan. S-T-J-E-P-A-N. Stephen. S- no. <laughs> his nickname is Stephen. <laughs> Stepan Marco Stephen Malat. Uh, born in the early 1900s. Uh, An Australian Margaret Elizabeth Piddleston. Oh, also born in the 20s. Uh, she was married to uh, his father when she was 16. Uh, Milat Ivan was the fifth of 14 children. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine? No! I can't imagine having one. 14 of those little critters running around? 
I can't even imagine being a part of the family. How do you? Like, what as do you? One of the children. What do you do to take care of all of those creatures? Nothing. You, you like hope they do it on literally their own. go eat some turnips outside. Like I'm making a big batch. Hope you get there. You, you how do you serve a dinner for 15 people, every 16 people every single night? I serve two, and I sometimes I'm not sure that they've eaten it. I think at this point they don't give a shit. There's 14 of them. If someone if ate, you don't eat, if the if the stronger luck, one ate off of the the weaker one, this sounds like we're raising puppies. The <laughs> If the stronger one eats off the weaker one's plate, I mean, who even knows at this point? Yeah. And one of them dies. That's fine. Also, you said the 20s? That's when, uh, no. He was born in um, the 50s. Even worse. <laughs> Late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. Post, uh, post-war post Europe. I'm sure that was Australia. fun. Australia. You just said it was. He was Croatian. Oh. His dad was Croatian. They live in Australia. Okay, never mind. Um. But I mean, still post-war Australia, didn't they get in fights? Yeah, didn't they? They they like make had to make cakes out of flour and. Isn't that what you make cakes sugar. out of? And not eggs. Bananas. No eggs. They didn't have bananas in Australia. Where do bananas mostly come from? South America, uh, Latin America, yeah. Central and South Dates. America, yeah. Um, Dates so... come from the Middle East mostly. I like dates. Dates are figs? good. Figs are. I like fig jam. Um, eating figs by themselves, I'm not a fan of. What about plums? Plums are delicious. I don't like figs because they go bad too fast. When you buy them at HEB or the the grocery store, whenever they're in season, uh, you have them for two days and they're already bad. I would never buy fresh ones. I only eat the dried ones. Oh, okay. That's what I guess. That's what you're supposed to do is dry them. Yeah, have probably. You ever had lychee? Yeah. I'm gonna try it. It's a little um, fragrant on fragrant, the tongue, fragrant, mm-hmm. but it's good. I'm. <clears throat> They're really, like strong grapes. I don't like the flavor uh, perfume, perfumey things. I don't like perfume. Then you won't like lychee. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you for telling me. Dragon fruit. Have you had dragon fruit? I've not had the fruit. I've had the flavor. Okay. There's not much flavor to it. I don't know what you're talking about. There's a red bowl that is dragon fruit flavor. I think it's mine because I have had multiple dragon fruits and they're just like, like a flavorless watermelon, mm. but white and have seeds, but like little tiny you seeds. Eat the seeds. It's like a kiwi. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like little kiwi. little tiny seeds that you can eat, but they're crunchy. I'm gonna start calling kiwi Chinese gooseberry. Okay, is that what they're called? Sometimes. Okay, gooseberries, snozberries. Bless you. Um, have you ever had anything flavored with roses? No, but I don't like rose flavored. I mean, yes, I have. Sorry. I've had like rose, like rose stuff. I hate roses. I don't like it. People are always like, roses are so beautiful. I hate roses. Like the flowers or the taste? Both. Oh, I think roses are pretty. The flower, the smell. I don't like whenever they're like little, tiny, little roses. I like whenever the roses open up into a full bloom. So you like big rosebuds? I'd like to take my answer off the air. <laughs> I think Strike it from the record. <laughs> I think the, the public would like to know. Um, have you ever heard of prolat? <laughs> I have. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Say uh-huh. more. Yeah. No, that's it. How do you feel about when people say, say less? I actually enjoy it. I don't it, know how I feel about it. It kind of cracks me up. One of my friends from the gym, one of the straighties, uh, she says, say less, but she will fully be like, 
say less. <laughs> and it just cracks me up the way she says it. So that was how I've been so introduced to it. Bro. Say less. I don't say bra. I say bro. Dead ass. Start saying dead ass. Dead ass. You looked r- real great in those squats. Dude, what? <laughs> no. Squats were fire. Dead ass. Dead ass. Squats were fire. Your Metcon was dead ass today. <laughs> I'm going to be a really good coach. Dead ass. Dead ass. Dead ass. Dead ass. So, Anyways. there were 14 of them. <laughs> And they lived in Bosley Park, a suburb of, suburb of Sydney in New South Wales. Sydney. Uh, before they relocated to Liverpool. <gasps> like England? Also in Australia. Um. Uh, many of the 10 millet boys, 10 boys of 14 children, 10 of them are boys. And they all died. Uh, were, no, they were well known by the local police, though. Oh. Uh, millet displayed antisocial. Because you have a tiny militia in your home. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> Displayed antisocial behavior at a, long, a young age, leading to stints in a residential school at age 13. Uh huh. Military school by age 13. Love that. It's like, you're not doing good. Bye, Bye yeah. bitch. Remember those days where you could just send someone to military school and be like, sorry, I don't want to deal with you anymore? Hold on. <laughs> by age 17. <laughs> Milat was in juvenile detention for uh, theft, and at age 19, he was involved in a shop break-in. In Uh, in 1964, he was sentenced to 18 months for a break-and-enter, and and a month after release, he was arrested again for driving a stolen car, sentenced Mm. to two years of hard labor. Okay. Uh, In 1967, September, he was 22, and he got sentenced to, to three years of jail for theft. So you just like stealing shit as of right now. Stealing stuff, you know, breaking and entering. You know, just the small stuff. Taking things that were not his. Okay, okay, okay. April 17, 1791. He went 1791. Back in time. He created a time He wrote the Constitution. April 1971, he was charged with the abduction of two 18-year-old hitchhikers, one of whom he raped. So he's he's turning the tide here. Turning the tide. He has Made it worse. He's creating a tsunami. Uh, while awaiting, awaiting trial, he was involved in a string of robberies with some of his brothers. Robberies. He, he was in a gang with yeah. his family. Uh, uh, while they were waiting for trial, he faked his suicide and fled to New Zealand. Where was he at? Did he get like on bail or something like that so he could be awaiting out of... Awaiting for trial. Yeah, but do people wait? I don't know. Sometimes you don't wait in... in... I guess he it didn't say whether or not he was bonded. Okay, so he I was guess not in jail and we he faked assume that, yeah. uh, his death. How do you fake your death? I don't know. Oh. Leave your clothes on the beach and get in the water. Oh no. I drowned, but I wanted to die. <laughs> A great white shark ate me because it happens to all Australians. <laughs> oh. Hey. <laughs> Some spider's going to kill you. Don't. Spiders, ants, scorpions, uh, bugs, all sorts of bugs. Mm. Uh, great white sharks, uh, sea snakes. What else? We got box jellyfish. A mean dog. A mean dog. And that one is not even just because of Australia. That just happens. A lady with a rolling pin uh-huh. and a floral print dress, sleeveless, with slide-on slippers. Is this a... A short haircut. 
Is Garage this... doors. Playtex bra. Granny panties. Is this a like way to die or a fantasy? For somebody it could be both. <laughs> Ask someone what else. That's just my interpretation of what an Australian woman looks like. That was very specific. Descriptive, I guess. Very I've seen descriptive. A lot of yeah. Shows. You should write. I do. Oh. I've written this. That's so crazy. Keep telling me them. So, and he was rearrested in 1974. Um, but those, the cases that were uh, tried against him failed. So he was not a, uh, in, in prison. So he abducted people and raped someone. And they were just like, whops. And then he was like, I'm dead. <laughs> and then three years later. And then they found him and they were like, did you get back over here? What'd you gotta you, pay for this shit. What and you been thinking like, about? <laughs> I didn't do it, and they were like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> that uh, that sounds accurate, I guess. Hey, I like 70s. that. Yeah. Uh, so seventies in Australia were they different than the United States? Wait, where is Liverpool, Australia? Uh, 1975, he took a job as a truck driver, um, and by the time of his final arrest, he had worked on and off for the Roads and Traffic Authority for 20 years. 20, 20 years. 20 years. That he was, it's still in Sydney. It's just West Sydney. It's a city. It's a city. Kind of like Bel Air being dead center of Houston. It's like, well, we're a different city. It's a city. (laughs) Local government is important. Oh, my God. Uh, by the time of the initial discoveries in the Benge- Belangelo State Forest, several ba- backpackers had been reported missing. One case involved a young Victorian couple, not Victorian age, Victoria, the city. A mm-hmm. uh, couple from Frankston, uh, Deborah Everest, 19, and James Gibson, 19, <clears throat> who'd been missing since leaving Sydney for Confest Convention Festival. It's a convention, but it's a festival. Yes. Which I guess is like a Coachella for Australian people. I want to look it up now. Uh, this is called Confest. Confest, uh huh. <clears throat> Near Albury on the 30th of December, 1989. Another related to Simone Schmidl. Is Confest cancelled? Yes. It's a campout festival in the southeastern states of Australia annually during and around Easter. Basically like our bunnies in the bayou, I guess. But just... Not gay. Not gay, and they have a lot more music. And it's hot. Down there. That's the middle of... That's the end of summer. End of summer. Yeah. The fall. Simone Schmidl from (laughs) Germany who had been missing from since she left Sydney from Melbourne on the 20th of January, 1991. Uh, also a German couple, Gabor Neugebauer and Anya Habshid, uh, who disappeared after leaving a King's Cross Hotel for Midur- Mildura on the 26th of December, 1991. Mildura? Mildura. I like that. It's a city. Uh, also, another couple, uh, British backpackers Carolyn Clark and Joanne Walters. Oh, Carolyn. Who, people in the 80s were named Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joanne Walters, who were last seen in King's Cross on the 18th of April, 1992. On the 19th... 19- it's a train station. Huh? It's a train station. That's where they were last seen. <gasps> 
I've been there. I've been there. This could have been you. It could have been me just... In April of 1992. I was... I was uh, two months away from being born. Yeah. So it could have been me. me. It could have been me. It could have been any of us. could have been any of us. Um, you were alive. Because you're old. Dearer than me. Well, no. I was very young. At least you were alive. I was still a fetus. Should have been born. <laughs> the 19th of september 1992 (laughs) after you were alive alive (laughs) unalived do you like that do you like that uh uh, that trend on twitter is to be like i want to be unalived right now i just don't i mean i get it that you can't say that word Uh you're giving the same meaning yeah but it just cracks me up anyways (laughs) uh what do they say there's something else that they say. The youths. Yeah. The youths. They love to say, no, I didn't. If you thought that, no, I didn't. Oh, that's true. They love to say that. Yeah. Did I just do that? If you if you saw that, no, I didn't. No, you did. No, you didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> September 1992, two runners discovered a concealed corpse while hiking the Belangelo State Forest. Uh, the following morning, police discovered a second body... 30 or 98 feet from the first and they confirmed via the dental records that the bodies were those of Clark and Walters. <gasps> a search of the area failed to uncover any of the other missing backpackers. Backpacker. October 1993, a local man searching for firewood discovered bones. 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 Girl, this is bones. Sydney. You have to bones. Sydney, this is bones. Uh, in a particular, Did I do that right? Yeah, bones, bones, bones. bones. Got it. Uh, a remote section of the forest. He returned with the police to the scene where two bodies were quickly discovered and later identified as Gibson and Everest, his two first uh, victims. The presence of Gibson's body in Belangelo puzzled the investigators, as his camera and his backpack had previously been discovered at Galston Gorge, over seventy-five miles north. Oh. On November the 1st, 1993, a skeleton was found in a clearing along the fire trail in the forest during a police sweep. It was later identified as Schmidl. Uh, Schmidl. She's German. She's very German. Uh, a clothing found at the scene was not Schmidl's, but matched that of another missing backpacker, Habsheed. On the 4th of November, 1993, bodies of Habsheed and Nugebauer were found on a nearby fire trail in shallow graves about 160 160 feet apart. Examination of all the remains showed that evidence that some victims had been tortured and did not die instantly from their injuries. Ouchies. Could you imagine? No. Uh, on the 14th of October, 1993, a task force air containing more than 20 detectives and analysts was set up by the New South Wales police. On the 5th of November, 1993, the New South Wales government increased the reward in relation to the killings to $500,000. After developing their profile of the killer, the police faced an enormous volume of data from numerous sources. Uh, then they kind of narrowed down the list of suspects they had. The short list was 230, uh, but after using some new technology, they narrowed it down to uh, 32. Oh, that's much smaller than 230. That is significantly smaller. Yeah. I, that's I mean, when you take the two 
from in front of the 230 uh-huh. and you put it behind the three. So 302. No. And oh. then in the place of the zero. Oh, you strike the zero and you move the two. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, I was really not following. Well, that's math. Yeah. And I know and you take the two and you move it that. back and now it's 302, but then you strike the zero and then suddenly bring the two back. And it's 23. Yeah. No, 32. <laughs> 320. No, there's a place no, no, there's a decimal. No, there's a decimal there. Speculation arose that the crimes were the work of several killers, given that most of the victims had been attacked while as pairs um, and had been killed in different ways and buried separately. Separately. Uh, 1993, November, uh, police received a, f- a phone call from a Paul, Paul Onions. Paul Onions. <laughs> and now I have to refer to him as Onions. So, Onions. <laughs> <laughs> He's 24 from the UK on, uh, in uh, early January 1990. Onions had been backpacking in Australia. Onions? Yeah. And while hitchhiking from Liverpool Station. Oh, no. No. Oh. Hey, Google, turn on the lights. Hey, no. Google. Oh. Hey, Google. Even more lights turned off. Hey, Google, turn on the lights. No, still nothing. Bing. <laughs> oh. Uh, Onions was, uh, he was doing a little hitchhike. And he was like, let me go out from Maldura. Uh, I'm trying to go to Maldura. So uh-huh. he accepted a ride south of Kazila, uh by a man known as Bill. Bill? So Bill I, Onions. No. They're not different really. onions. <laughs> this is just Bill. Okay. So just, Onion gets in Bill's Bill. car. <laughs> just Bill. <laughs> onions gets in Bill's car and then they're going they they keep going and just This ha- story has fallen off the rails. No. <laughs> just really because good. of Onions. That's his name. <laughs> That's his name. Uh just south of the town of Mitagong. You know Australians. You know, names. My favorite city that I visited while I was there was Wollongong. Wollongong? Wollongong. That's a good name. That's a good name. It's very That's creative. where I went skydiving. Um, Wollongong skydiving. Wollongong skydiving. <sighs> Australia. Well, Belangelo is also called, is spelled B-E-L-A-N-G-L-O. Belangelo. Belangelo. Uh, this is a, a, a kilometer from Belangelo State Park. Okay. Forest. Bill stops the car. He gets a gun out and he's like, and some ropes, and he's like, Onions. Let's go. Hey, onions, I'm robbing you. <laughs> Give me all of your onions. <laughs> and Give onions me is like, All of your onions. Onions like, No. No. And he's crying because of the onions. Yeah. Uh, and so he flees, and then Bill's like, There's fleas not here on too? My watch. Yeah, it's Australia. Fleas, fleas and onions. Onions flags down a passing motorist, Joanne Barry. Wait, so. <laughs> <laughs> is this real? Onions and berries, berries and onions. And they're going to Canberra. She's going to Canberra, and together they describe to the, uh, the police in Boral the assailant in his vehicle. This is insane. Onions and berries. What dish is that? <laughs> Nothing good. What would you put onions and berries together in? Maybe like a salad? Yeah. 
salad, like maybe a f- like a savory pie. This... Why would you put berries in there? That's mincemeat. You put berries in mincemeat pie? Mincemeat's raisins. Ew. <laughs> and meat. <laughs> <coughs> raisins and meat and onions. Raisins and meat and onions. No. Anyway, berries and onions. Uh, uh, hang out at the, the police station and... Uh, on the 13th of April, 1994, the detectives found a note regarding Onions' call. They were like, hold on. Hold on. This shit happened over there? And so then they called Onions. He releases a statement. Barry also releases a statement to corroborate his story, along with the girlfriend of a man who worked with Malat. So Pete, uh, p- p- police. Police surveilled. Police talked to onions and berries and then surveilled. Yeah. The police surveilled the Malat house at Cinnabar Street. Did you know that Cinnabar is a town? Like Pokemon game. In Pokemon. Uh-huh. Yes, I like that. Cinnabar Island. This is a street. Well, this is an island. Don't argue with me. Uh, yeah, they, they found his house. And on the 26th of February in 1994, they were like, we're gonna, we're gonna bug your house. To onions. Milot. Milot, sorry. Uh, So they learned that he had recently sold his silver Nissan Patrol four-wheel drive shortly after the discoveries of the body of Clark and Walters. They confirmed that he had not been working on any of the days of the attacks. Um, And acquaintances also told him that he was, told the police that he was (coughs) obsessed with a weapons. Um, when the connections between the Belangelo murders and the Onions experience was made, uh, Onions flew to Australia to help with the investigation. Uh, where was he otherwise? In the UK. Why was he in the UK? That's where he lived. He oh. was backpacking. Oh. Um, on the 5th of May, 1994, Onions was like, that's the guy. Uh-huh. Uh, Milan was Milot was arrested in his home on the 22nd of May 1994 on robbery and weapon charges related to Onion's attack after 50 police officers surrounded the house. I can't get over his last name. Onions. 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 Oh, he's not French. But he's close. He, uh, he's from the UK. He's French adjacent. French adjacent. Oh, Lord. Just across the channel. Onions. Onions. Um... <laughs> The 50 police officers were surrounded his house. Could you imagine 50 police officers surrounding a house? Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> okay. Search of Malat's home revealed uh, various weapons, including a 22 caliber Anschutz model, 144142 rifle, and parts of a 22 caliber Ruger, uh, as well as uh, um, a Browning pistol and a Bowie knife, which mm-hmm. I guess is a lot of guns for Australia. Yes. Yeah. Did, Which should I, be a lot they of guns, ban them? Yeah, but didn't they ban them in the early 90s? You're allowed to have some guns for hunting and maybe yeah. a handgun. But they're like things that you have to, you, they can only shoot one bullet at a time. I don't know. I'm not well versed in Australian history. Well. I've never been to Austria. I have. Have you? To Australia. Because I said Austria. I heard you. I corrected you. And you told a lie. Also uncovered were items belonging to several of the victims. Homes belonging to his mother and five of his brothers were also searched, uncovering more items. So he was like, hey. Can you hold this weapon for me? Do you want this stuff from a dead person? 
Oh my god. Dead person. Dead stuff. person. Dead packbacker stuff. Malat appeared in court on the 23rd of May, but he did not enter a plea. On the 31st of May, he was also charged with the seven backpacker murders. Oh, Lord. So he went to jail, or he went to court for the one onions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like... Attack. Not even a murder, because yeah. onions didn't die. And they were also like, we also think that you killed seven people. And he was how, like... How do you feel about that? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so then he defired, fired his defense lawyer. Oh. Um, on the 28th of June... That's always a great... Uh, oh, Oh, oh shit. <laughs> so you're saying this is more serious. Anyways, get that guy out of here. I need, I need someone else. Uh, he sought legal aid to pay for his defense. Meanwhile, his brothers, Richard and Walter, his name is Ivan, and he's Richard and Walter, his brothers. Uh-huh. They're all I basic. I guess those are basic. That is a basic white name. I was thinking Ivan is just very I Russian. Mean, they're all like kind of church names, aren't they? Not Ivan. Oh. Or Walter. Where do, where do those names come from? England. Uh, they were also tried in relation to the weapons, drugs, and stolen items found on the properties. Uh, at a committal hearing from a lot regarding the regarding 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 the number of uh, the murders uh, began on the twenty fourth of October and lasted until the twelfth of December, during which over two hundred witnesses appeared. And based on the evidence, uh, in the beginning of February nineteen ninety five, he was remanded in custody until June of that custody. Castidi. Uh The trial opened at the Supreme Court of New South Wales in Sydney. They were fully like, let's just take it to the top right now yeah. so we can just solve this. Uh, his defense argued that in spite of the evidence, there was no non-circumstantial proof that Malat was guilty and attempted to shift the blame to other members of his own family. Wait, he did or the... Oh, you said the defense. The defense. Yeah, okay. Uh, particularly Richard, his brother. Yeah. Uh, 145 witnesses took the stand, including members of the Milot family, who endeavored to provide this alibis. Uh, on June 18th, uh, Milot gave evidence of himself. So he got on the, the, the stand to testify. Um, he, after 18 weeks of testimony, a jury found that Milot was guilty, <laughs> and they gave him a life sentence on each count uh-huh. without the possibility of parole. So that's what, six? Seven? Seven. Seven. Uh, he was convicted of the attempted murder of onions and false imprim- imprisonment and robbery for onions, which he served six years of jail. Uh, six years plus seven life imprisonments. Yeah. Oh. On his first day when arriving at Maitland Jail, <coughs> I, I, they spelled jail G A O A G A O L. Gowl. Gowl. Jail. <laughs> Which I didn't think they still did that in other countries. Gal. G A O G A O L. It's still Gal. They spelled jail G A O L in Canada until like the 1900s, and then they switched over to G J A I L. But this still said that it was G A O L. Well, then you got to go with it. Jowl. Gal. 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 Uh, he was beaten by another inmate. In, inmate. Um, so then they were like, oh, you're going to have a good time here. <laughs> and then he tried to escape a year later uh, alongside a convicted drug dealer. Uh, so he made some really good friends. George Savas, who was <laughs> a uh, former drug dealer and Sydney counselor. Sydney, a woman or a man? Man. Hmm. 
the plan failed. Savas was found hanged in a cell the next day, and Matlot was transferred to maximum security at Goldburn Correctional Center in Goldburn, New South Wales. So that other man was like, okay, I got one chance, and if I'm not doing it, I'm going to unalive myself. Yeah. Um, then he tried various appeals to lessen his sentence. Lessen. Lessen. Not get him out. Uh, do he tried like saying that uh, his lawyers were shitty? That's every everyone says that. But yeah. what are you gonna do if your lawyer was shitty? That was your own fault. <laughs> mm. So he filed an application with the High Court of Australia that he be allowed to leave on special grounds. Uh, to be that he just didn't. <laughs> he he applied for leave, and it was dismissed. He said that he was trying to, he was trying to leave jail so he could appeal. You can submit your appeal from inside the jail. That was his reason. The gal, the gal, uh, and they were like, "No." It sounds like you're trying to run away. Yeah, because <laughs> you absolutely are. Uh, and they, they, he did that a couple times, and New South Wales was like, Abs- "Absolutely not." So no. It's more like a hold on, nar. Uh, in 2001, following the opening of a high-risk management corrections facility called Supermax at Goulburn Correctional Facility, he was transferred to maximum security of the prison in one of its new 45 units. In 2006, he was gifted a toaster and a television, and people were mad. Because he got a gift? Yeah. He got to enjoy himself in jail. Gale? Gal? Gal. Uh, and then in 2009, he cut off his little finger on purpose with a plastic knife uh, and intended to mail it to the High Court of Australia to force an appeal. Um, but they that were like, sounds very smart. Hey, here's my bloodied finger. <laughs> Give me an appeal. Uh, but if a plastic knife, you have to hack at that thing for a while. And uh, they put took him to the doctor, and the doctors were like, we're not going to sew that back on. And so then he just never had a little finger again. Uh, he had also harmed himself in 2001 by swallowing razor blades, staples, and other metal objects. In 2011, he went on a nine-day hunger strike, losing 15 kilograms. Kilograms. That's like 30 pounds, isn't it? Yeah. In an unsuccessful attempt to be given... A PlayStation. Oh. Uh, he was then transferred to the Prince Wales Hospital Randwick and was subsequently diagnosed with esophageal cancer. Uh, after his treatment, he was uh, given to the Long Bay Correctional Facility to continue his sentence. Uh, and then in 2019, he was moved to a secure treatment unit uh, after the loss of 20 kilograms of the previous week, exhibiting a high temperature. Um, but apparently not life-threatening, and then he died from esophageal uh, cancer on the 27th of October in 2019 of esophageal and stomach cancer. Oh. Uh, he was 74. Well. Uh, and then <laughs> before his death, he wrote a letter to his family requesting that his funeral be paid for by the New South Wales government, and they were like, no. The government has to pay for those since they've kept me for this long. No. And they were Sorry. like, all of the money that from his prison account, we'll use that to burn him. Yeah. There you go. And that's the story. How crazy. Why is he on tier two? I don't know. Well, he was murdering. He was like, I guess Ted Bundy-ish. 
Yeah. Because he was driving up and down the highway killing backpackers. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what mine did, too. We've talked about it. We are. You we all, have we not. We have not talked about them. Well, tell us about it. I will. Again. I will. I will. Um, well, that was a good story. Thank you. It was good. It was a story that we have not done before. We have not. Let's do a story that we have. Okay, just for fun. Um, okay, so I'm going to talk about Edmund Kemper or Ed Kemper. Uh, yes, please. Can you hear that? Ow, ow. Um, Edmund Kemper was born in Burbank, California in December of 1984. He was a middle child and only son. Middle child syndrome, you know what I'm saying? Um, so his father was a World War II veteran, and after the war, uh, his father tested nuclear weapons at the Pacific Proving Grounds before returning to California, where he worked as an electrician. His mom also uh, often complained about her husband's menial electrician job. So he went from being a veteran to testing nuclear weapons to then was like, I'm done with this. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and work just as an electrician. Oh, thank you. Oh. Mulleman. Mulleman. Um, Edmund Jr., because Edmund Kemper was the third, but Edmund Jr., so his father, later stated that suicide missions in wartime and the atomic bomb testings were nothing compared to living with Clarnell, which was his wife, and that she affected him more than 396 days and nights of fighting on the front than... Uh, more than 396 days and nights of fighting on the front did. So he basically said that going to war and dealing with nuclear weapons was uh, more pleasant than dealing with his wife. That's the ultimate boomer joke. The ultimate boomer joke is, joke is to make fun of your wife. <laughs> God, I hate that. Little, I know. I've been to atomic war, but it's not as bad. I have done suicide. Exactly. I've been doing suicide missions and dealing with atomic bomb testings. Uh, but that is much preferred to dealing with my own wife. I can't wait until the Gen Zs, because the Gen Zs love to do shit that the millennials hate. Yeah. So they're going to take over that humor, and they're going to reinvent They They like already that. do. They I see it on Twitter, and it's actually very funny. They actually make fun of it. They're like, are straight people okay? Well, actually, anyone. But they're like, you guys just hate your your significant others so much that you just... Talk shit about them constantly. No, I want them to reinvent it and bring. You it want back. that to happen again? Okay. Oh gosh, the old girlfriend's here. Oh, old old mod over there. Oh my girlfriend, Mackenzie. Oh yeah, you're right. Why did where did I get mod from? They're trying to do it boomer style. Yeah, Mackenzie. She's just always trying to smoke on my vape. I'm like, bitch. Jakinzuzi. Get your own Fruit Loops tobacco <laughs> product. Fruit Loop vape tobacco product. Jewels. Fruit Loop vape tobacco product. TM. Where's Where's my jewel? You remember that song? Where's my jewel? No, just me. I don't know that. Okay, song. it's fine. Um, so I love doing this. Edmund Kemper was a large baby. He was thirteen pounds. Thirteen. That's You've twice the size. Done this. No, I haven't. We've. I do not remember this. I typically remember most of my topics. Not this one. Okay. Well, if I did it, then... I only did the Sutter family four times. Yes, exactly. You also did John George Hay, John George Hay uh, and I definitely did that as well. 
See, but you're doing your own topic. Right I now. have never done Edmund Kemper before. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so uh, he outgrew his classmates, and uh, he ended up being a six foot nine inch uh, man in adulthood. He was six four by the time he was fifteen. Could you imagine being like that tall, walking around high school? I think that'd be a good time. I do not. Everybody like you're. <laughs> I do not. There goes the talk. <laughs> Whenever I was substitute teaching, there were, uh, like, fifth graders that were my height. And I'm like... Because you're ridiculously short, you elf. No, it's all the soy products. No, those are feminizing them. That's why I have big tits. Oh. Oh, that's why. No. We all know. (laughs) I just don't know why you're not taking suggestions for Playtex bras. I mean, what am I, a B-cup? You need to ask the Australian woman when the floral dress because she is she measures she, she measures them. She so you have now made her a, a Victoria's Secret. No, um, she's a um, what, what, customer. Wait, no. What what are they? It's basically the the fitting room attendant at the Walmart. Oh, but they give her a nice title. It's a man. She's like the fashion, the uh, the apparel consultant, apparel concierge guide, guide apparel guide at Walmart. Apparel concierge. I like concierge. It's French. No, French for fun. Ooh. She says, "Oh, let me." Th- oh wait, she's Australian. Ow! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> she starts all of conversations like that. Ow! Over here, love. Let me let me That's measure ya. Cockney. <laughs> rise of blades. Rise of rise blades. Of blades rise, rise of blades. blades. Come over here, love. <laughs> I need to, to check your 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 bra size. What do they call it? They don't call it a bra. 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 <laughs> oh, bra, bra size. <laughs> you you like a D. <laughs> in the brawl <laughs> and then you have to say yes or no nor yes nor nor yes nor what was it oh man there was a uh oh, shit i'll never get it there's these australian people and they were like did they say this like this and they're like all these australian people are i guess what is it on other platforms? There's they don't stitch it. Stitches for TikTok. If it's a reel, I mean, I guess it's still stitching. 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 Well, they stitch it, and they're like, "No, we don't." <laughs> and no, they absolutely do. Yeah, they absolutely do. Is this how Australians talk? They'll be fine. Um, oh, <laughs> go. <laughs> it's Mojo Jojo. Oh and no! Like, are Mojo? Do Australian people say Marjar Jar Jar? <laughs> Like, no, we don't say mojo jojo. <laughs> no, we don't say mojo jojo. Mojo jojo. <laughs> Powerpuff girls. 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 
Mojo, Jojo. Mojo, Jojo. How would you spell that? M A U R J A U R J A U R J A U R Mojo, It's good. Oh no, we don't say that. Oh, I love that. Whew. Okay. Anyways, so, um, so what you been thinking about? Be, <laughs> being a tall uh, human being, uh, early on he exhibited signs of antisocial behavior. Uh, um, same. Maybe that's what tier one is. Look at the tier receipts. two is yeah the receipts. Um, he began to torture uh, insects uh, and began to show cruelty to animals um, at the age of ten. He decided to bury his pet cat alive. Once it died, he dug it up, decapitated it, and mounted its head on a spike. I don't know what to do with that information. Uh, yeah. So he later claimed that he felt pleasure by lying about what happened to the cat. Because, I mean, obviously I'm sure they found a dead cat head on a spike. And he was just enjoying lying to them about what happened to the cat. Which... At the age of 10, is insanity. Um, yeah, so when he was 13, he killed the other another family cat because he found out that it liked his sister more than him. Or he decided it liked the sister more than him. So he uh, killed it. Uh, he kept pieces of that dead cat in his closet until his mother later found them. He had a dark fantasy about life. Uh, he performed his he performed rites with his younger sister's dolls that culminated in removing their heads and hands. Uh, on one occasion, when his older sister teased him and asked why he did not try to kiss his teacher, he replied, if I kiss her, I'd have to kill her. First. So. It sounds like uh, Sid from Toy Story. Yeah, for real. Exactly. Well, I gotta kill him first and taking off their heads and put him together with other things. Yeah. Um, Do you remember the, the legs on the fishing rod? Uh-huh. That was my favorite character. Hooker. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Do you know Australian people say horker? Horker. A hooker. A hooker. Mojo Jojo the hooker. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, it's Mojo Jojo. So he also recalled later that at, as a young as a young boy, uh, he would sneak out of his house and armed with his father's bayonet, would go to his second grade six four. How do you sneak out of the house? It's like an elephant walking through a honestly. China like how shop. do you get through the the freaking window if you're if that's how you're sneaking out? Just pushes the roof open. <laughs> Whoop! Raise the roof. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. Anyways, um, he'd take his father's bayonet. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this? Laugh it off. That's a good information. Well, because it was all crumply rounded. <laughs> Shut up, you blind fuck. Talk about your. We did see you 
the vegetables. I'm gonna return this tangerine. It's no good. It didn't make it to the expiration point. Your old man voice is much better than mine. It's also uh, way better than any accent I've ever done. I very much like my old man voice. What are you doing over there, Sonny? That's a great... That's your only talent. That's my only talent. That's the only accent that's I got. you gotta talk to the people at the gym. That's it. What? Are you ready to do some squats today, young man? It's good. <laughs> that's how you need... That's not bro. No. Young man. Young man. <laughs> I love the the chin forward. Uh, yeah, it really works for the 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 voice. So you just really here to, you also don't move your lips too much. It's just, the hairline's the, perfect too. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even acting for that one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, it's just really offensive. You just said, sir. I think the glasses need to be a little rounder though, and wireframe thicker. Oh, yeah. Thicker. I just, I just want to be like an animated character. Pants up to here. I already have the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing jeans right now. Did you see this? <laughs> They're just pulled up way high. Way too high. Those youngsters in the Gen Z, they canceled my skinny jeans. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm, I'm very proud of my uh, my old man voice. So, hey, everybody, give Chris a round of applause. He needs it. I really I for need the self esteem. I need this win. <laughs> Somebody the give me a W in the chat, <laughs> no, please. Please. Uh, so yeah, he took his uh, father's bayonet to go to his second grade teacher's house and watch her through the windows. But he had just had the bayonet. No gun. No, just the bayonet. Bayonet is a gun with a thing at the end of it. The bayonet is the knife. Oh. That you screw on to the end of the gun. <sighs> And she's also a character in the Super Smash Brothers. I think she was a character in something else before Super Smash Brothers, so. No. Okay. Um, so he la- stated in later interviews that some of his favorite games to play as a child with his siblings was Gas Chamber and Electric Chair. What are those? Where he would ask his younger sister to tie him up and then flip an imaginary switch, where then he would then tumble over in the chair and just... Convulse. Convulse on the floor, uh, pretending that he was being electrocuted, uh, I'm sorry, executed by gas inhalation or electric shock. So he would just, for fun... What a fun game. ...want to be tied up and then pretend that he was dying from... Uh, electricity. Electricity or pretending that he was dying from choking on gas. So... Yeah, this, he's really doing a lot for himself. So he also had several cl- close-to-death experiences as a child. Once, his older sister pushed him in front of a train. And he got out of there, apparently, in enough time that he didn't die. Another time, when she also successfully pushed him into the deep end of a pool where he almost drowned. So... It's bad sister. And she's not doing good she's things not, for him. She's also not great. No. Uh, this entire family kind of fucked up. Uh, so he had a close relationship with his father and was, uh, very upset whenever his parents divorced in 1957, causing him to then be raised by his mother, because apparently I put an L in there. Mother. Mother. Mother in, uh, Helena, Montana. Uh, he had several dysfunctional. Nobody's good comes from Montana. Nobody. Not a single person. Let me tell you. (laughs) 
So he had severely dysfunctional relationship with his mother, uh, who was a neurotic, domineering alcoholic who frequently belittled, humiliated, and abused him. Uh, His mother often made him sleep in the basement. It was locked uh, because she was afraid that he would harm his sisters. She also would make fun of him, oftentimes, uh, because he was six foot, four inches tall by the age of 15. Uh, She also called him... Bitch, I'm going to step on you. For real. She also called him a real weirdo in a phone conversation with his father, unaware that he was listening to the entire conversation. So, she's a terrible mother. Um, She also refused... I think it's weird. And I've I've heard about it in lots of situations where... Some parents will, like, they need to, like, keep the genders of children apart. And they're Mm -hmm. like, something's going to happen. Yeah, if you think something's going to happen, that means you have raised fucking weird children. Yeah. Like, they're kids. Yeah. Most of, I mean, until they're an age of, like, maybe puberty has started, that's when you're like, okay. Let's let's separate these things out for a yeah, while. Yeah, but then you got to talk to them about the things and tell them about what's... And also, they shouldn't be touching each other. That means you raise some weird kids. Well, kids will be doing weird shit. They do kids do be, weird do shit. Weird That's shit. true. But I'm like, you should have taught the things like, don't... T- those are things for you. Yeah. Nobody else. Yeah. Save them for yourself. Keep your pee-pee in your pants. Um... So, she also refused to show him any affection out of fear that she would turn him gay. Uh, and told the young uh, Ed Kemper that he reminded her of his father and that no woman would ever love him. Uh, he later described her as a sick, angry woman. And it was uh, postulated that she had suffered from a borderline personality disorder. Which, honestly, makes sense. Um, at the age of 14, Kemper ran away from home and attempted to try and get back with his father who lived in Van Nuys, California, which is so funny that we had just talked about that last week whenever I was... And you've talked about this whole topic before. I have not talked about this before. So once there, he learned that his father had been remarried and had a stepson. Uh, Kemper stayed with his father for a short while until the elder Kemper sent him to live with his paternal grandparents who lived on a ranch in the foothills of the Sierra Nevada mountains. Uh, a lot of cougars out there. I don't mean the older women. So Kemper hated living in North Folk, North Folk, Fork, North Fork, North, North Fork, North Fork, North Fork. He described his grandfather as senile and said that his grandmother was constantly emasculating me and my grandfather. Uh, however, he made friends for a short while with a person named David Mike Dozier who lived a short distance away and was about the same age. According to Dozier, his mother and his mother, Elena, he stopped spending time with Kemper, whom he called Guy, after the Dozier's cat and Elena's pillowcase went missing. So we can only make assumptions about where the cat and pillowcase went. Cat went into the pillowcase. Where did the pillowcase with the cat go? Question mark. Ground. Nor idea. What was the cat's name? I don't know. More jar jar jar. So Dozier disavowed any information, any knowledge of what happened to the cat and the pillowcase. Uh, As a curiosity, he gave this uh, gave his future wife a fifty cent piece that had the eye of the eagle precisely drilled out by Kemper. If you were already concerned by this man, why would you give your future wife a fifty cent piece, a coin that you spent time disfiguring, that Kemper? Disfigured. Yeah. 
a, a tiny coin that you would have had to drill a very small millimeter-sized hole yeah. in. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that was even relevant or why that was uh, a thing. So on August 27th of 1964, at the age of 15, Kemper was sitting at the kitchen table with his grandmother, Maud Matilda Huey Kemper. A lot has happened in these 15 years. Yeah. He's only 15. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, He had an argument with her. So in this argument, he got very mad and he stormed off. And then went to go to his grandfather's room. Retrieve a rifle that his grandfather had given him, uh, and it was taken away because he had been taking it to shoot animals needlessly. So he was just, like, killing things. Um, And then he came back into the kitchen and then shot her in the head before firing twice more into her back. His grandmother's last words were, oh, you better not be shooting the birds again. So apparently he would just go out there and shoot birds because he felt like killing things. Uh, some accounts mention that she also suffered multiple post-mortem stab wounds in uh, with a kitchen knife when Kemper's grandfather, Edmund Emil Kemper Sr., uh, who was born in 1892, uh, returned from grocery shopping. Kemper went outside and fatally shot him in the driveway next to his car. He was unsure of what to do next, so he called his mother, who told him to then call the police. Kemper did so and waited to be taken into custody. So I think once it happened, he's like, oh, fuck, what do I do? And he called his mom, and the mom was like, "Call the police! I want to do with Those you." Those are her parents. Those are his his dad's parents. Okay. Yeah. I was like, it's pretty uh, weird. Dude, review. Yeah. Well, you kid my parents. What do I do? Call the police. <laughs> Call the police. Well, at least you did it. <laughs> oh, leave me alone. That's basically her. Uh, so after his arrest, Kemper said that he just wanted to see what it felt like to kill grandma and testified that he killed his grandfather so he would not have to find out what had happened to his wife, uh, because he would be angry for what Kemper had done. So he was Uh, like, yeah, well, yeah, you killed my wife, uh, with a shotgun and then shot her a couple more times and then stabbed her several times. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, I'd be mad. So, then he killed him. So, he wouldn't be mad. <laughs> Can't deal with that. Yeah. So, uh, there was a psychiatrist who interviewed Kemper during adulthood. Later wrote that, in a way, he had avenged the rejection of both his mother and his father. Like, no, no. that Don't give him credit. Uh, Kemper's crimes were deemed incomprehensible for a 15-year-old to commit. And court psychiatrist diagnosed him as a paranoid schizophrenic. This is where it gets fun. Uh, so he went to a state hospital. Well, we all know. We've already heard the story. No, you have not. Yes, we have. Uh, so he was sent to a state hospital, which was a maximum security facility in uh, that houses mentally ill convicts at the age of 15. He's 15. And he's here with men- mentally ill convicts. Uh, while he was there, uh, psychiatrists and social workers disagreed with the court psychiatrist's diagnosis. So they're basically like, no, I don't think he has schizophrenia. He's actually very... Um, normal uh in their opinions they basically said that he was like he has no uh, no flight of ideas no interference with thought no expression of delusions or hallucinations and no evidence of bizarre thinking they also were like he's really fucking smart and he thinks really well they tested him and his iq was over 136 uh over two standard deviations above average uh kemper was uh re-diagnosed with a less severe condition a personality trait disturbance uh and passive aggressive type Later on at his time at the state facility, he was given another IQ test, which was 
uh, resu- resulted in results that were higher than 145. So he was above average smart, almost to a level of genius level, essentially. He was so, above average smart. Above average intelligence. IQ intelligence. Have you ever taken that test? I did when I was younger, like elementary school. I want to take it. Okay. And see how low I get. <laughs> 80. <laughs> four. 84? No, four. An- anything lower than 64 is, uh, I think it's 64 or 68, is um, what's Baby. the politically correct <laughs> word for that? And mentally handicapped. Is that a word? Is that a is that politically correct still? I, I don't know, know anymore. Everything's changing. Um, neurodivert. No, that's a different thing. Um, special. Yeah, special. You're just a little special guy. Oh, boy. Uh, so Edmund, no, yes. Kemper endeared himself uh, to his psychiatrist by being a model prisoner. And he was also trained to administer psychiatric tests to other inmates. So one of his psychiatrists... Hey. Hey, buddy. You're, you'll figure out if somebody else is. Uh, you're good at what you do, so go ahead and do shit that exactly. you do. Exactly. So one of the psychiatrists later said that he was a very good worker and not a typical sociopath. He took pride in his work. So Kemper also became a part of. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, he claimed to have developed some new tests and new scales on the Minnesota multiphasic multi- uh, personality inventory, specifically an overt hostility scale during his time with the psychiatrist. So he supposedly created some tests, like while he was there. Um, under his second arrest, Kemper later said that uh, he was able to understand how these tests functioned, which helped him to manipulate the psychiatrist, admitting that he learned a lot from the sex offenders from whom he administered tests. For example, they told him to avoid leaving witnesses and that it was best to kill a woman after raping her. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, basically, he just learned to lie. And, like, how to get his way with psychiatrists. Like, that's sociopathic behavior. But they weren't understanding it because they were like, oh, he's good at what he's doing. Let him keep doing this stuff. So after five years there, on December 18th of 1969, on his 21st birthday, he was released on parole from this facility, maximum security facility. Uh, Against all the recommendations of psychiatrists at the hospital, he was then given to his mom to deal with. Oh, That's great, right? Her name is Clarnell. Clarna. Clarna? You're gonna shop the Clarna. Um, she had remarried and taken the sur- surname Strandberg, and then she divorced again. Uh, and she lived in California, which was a short drive from where she worked as an administrative assistant at the University of California, Santa Cruz, so UCSC. Kemper later demonstrated further to his psychiatrist that he was rehabilitated, and on November 29th of 1972, his juvenile records were permanently expunged. So at the age of 24, they're like, yeah, everything that happened before this, you're good. So you killed your grandparents at the age of 15. Who hasn't? Who hasn't done that? You're eating. What? Um, so. I think I've improved my old man speaking. Okay. Voice. Who hasn't done something like No, you that? just sound like a smoker. No, I've never good smoke, a bud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me go and tell you then. Um, Sunny. Do Sunny. What are you doing, Sunny, over there? 
that's good. Great smoke, bud. Great smoke, bud. <laughs> so, gay people are rotten. Gay people? Yes. Do you know that's a gay fetish? Well, it, is it necessarily a gay fetish? No. But do gays, do gays create like these crazy shit? fetishes? Yes, absolutely. Um... I remember the first time that I ever went to Ripcord or was telling people that I would like to go to visit Ripcord. People were like, people to cry? Y- you do that. Um, <laughs> people people would tell me like, oh, people like to lay down in the 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 uh, the urinals while people pee on them. And I'm like. And now no. you're almost 30 and you're like, well. Hold on. It's cool? No, it's not. It's hot. It's warm. The, the After it's done. Now I'm just wet. When they flush and, it, and cool. They would. It wasn't the flush. It was one of those like the, oh, it, in the, the ripcord. It, it had the ice laying down the bottom, which I'm like, that's even grosser. Why is there ice in here? Why is there? Why? Because I think it's supposed to be like a semi like flush constant situation, flush constant thing. flush. Yeah, it's always leaking and it's always making the water run, which I guess is smart a little bit. But at the same time, like I don't like the idea of pissing on ice. I just don't understand why anyone goes to Ripcord except to cry. Because that's all I've ever done there. That is true. That is true. Anyways, so... um, The last report from his probation psychiatrist read as the following. If I were to see this patient without having any history of mailable, getting any... Or getting any history from him... I would think that we are dealing with a very well-adjusted young man who had initiative, intelligence, and who was free of any psychiatric illnesses. It is my opinion that he has made a very excellent response to the years of treatment and rehabilitation, and I would see no psychiatric reason to consider him to be of any danger to himself or to any member of society. And since it may allow him more freedom as an adult to develop his potential, I would consider it a reasonable response to have a permanent expunction of his juvenile records. So basically, the psychiatrist was like, he's normal. It's fine. Uh, So while staying with his mother, Kemper attended community college in accordance with his parole requirements and had hoped to become a police officer. But he was rejected because of his size. I didn't know this was a thing. Um, at the time of his release from the facility, Kemper stood at a six foot nine inches tall, which led to the nickname Big Ed. Oh, God, I hate the name Ed. Big Ed. Uh, so Kemper maintained relationship with Santa Cruz police officers despite his rejection to join the force and became a self-described friendly nuisance at a bar called The Jury Room, which was a popular hangout for the local cops. Uh, I don't know that I'd like to be called a friendly nuisance, but I definitely am a terrifyingly annoying nuisance to my friends. So, Agreed. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense. It checks out. It tracks. Um, so, Kemper worked on a series of menial jobs before gaining employment with the California State Division of Highways, also known now as the California Department of Transportation. During this time, his relationship with Clarnell, his mom, remained toxic and hostile, and the two having frequent arguments that their neighbors often overheard. Kemper later described the arguments he had with his mother around this time, stating the following, My mother and I started right in on horrendous battles, just horrible battles, violent and vicious. I've never been in such a vicious verbal battle with anyone. I would go to fists with a man, but this was my mother, and I couldn't stand the thought of my mother and I doing these things. She insisted on it, and I just... Uh, she insisted on it and just over stupid things. I remember one roof razor was over whether I should have my teeth cleaned. 
So this sounds almost like bipolar disorder, where it's like yelling about the silliest of things. Well, I mean, also just mom stuff. Go to the fucking dentist! Yeah, but turning it into a full, like, hell-raising situation. Like, if I said, I don't want to go to the dentist right now, okay. You haven't been in four years. Yeah, but he's also 20-something years old. Why does? And I'm mere mother. Yeah. Here we'll have the same argument. Okay. Tell me you're not going to clean your teeth. Hey, sorry, I'm not going to go to my dentist appointment. Why not? Because I uh, am busy this week. You made the appointment. You should have time for it. You haven't been the dentist in four years, Chris. Yeah, but my teeth are fine, and I've been. No, they're not. I can see them. They're rotting in your mouth. Yeah. Never brush your teeth. Every 15 minutes I look at you, you're drinking coffee and having Red Bull and sugar. All You take sugar on your finger and rub it on your teeth. Sugar? Sorry. Yeah. Don't argue with Just shut the... No. <laughs> Listen to me. Okay. So you're on Clarnell's side? <laughs> I'm being Clarnell right now. I'm yeah. so, the argument's not over. You need to go to the dentist. <laughs> I don't want to. No. What do you mean you don't want to? I don't. Life's ha- not about when you want to do stuff, Chris. Sometimes you just have to do stuff. Wait, your name's Ed. Sometimes <laughs> you just have to do stuff. Are Ed. you calling me Ed Kimper? I don't have time. You better make time. When are you gonna have time? You better make time, bitch. I have practice now. Oh yeah, cause chillins. Brush your fucking teeth. <laughs> Go and do it now. Yeah, but they're also not twenty-four-year-old men. I'm arguing with basically thirty-year-old. You made up a false situation. I haven't been to the dentist in three years. Anyways. <laughs> Why don't you go? I don't have time. Healthcare is expensive. That's an excuse. That is a good excuse. Uh, so when he had saved enough money, he moved out to live with his friend in Almeida. Uh, Alameda, sorry. Alameda. Alam- it's an E. I know. But some people say Alameda if they live in California. Where is this? California. It's Alameda. So there, he still complained about being unable to get away from his mother because she regularly phoned him and paid him surprise visits. Phoned yeah, because he's not going to the fucking dentist. Yeah. So he often had financial difficulties, which resulted in him uh, frequently returning to his mother's apartment. At a Santa Cruz beach, Kemper met a student from Turlock High School to whom he became engaged with in March of 1973, which is gross. He is a 25-year-old 25- at this point, and he met a high school and was like, yeah. I mean, I guess it's not well, abnormal for the 70s. Also, as long as they're of age. Doesn't say. Because the engagement was broken off after his second arrest and his fiance's parents requested her name not be re- revealed to the public. So because, probably not. Yeah, I'm thinking no. So... Uh, that same year, he began working for the Highway Division. Uh, this is the same year that he was working for the Highway Division, he was hit by a car while riding a motorcycle that he had recently purchased. His arm was badly injured in the crash, and he received a $15,000 payout, which was about $90,000 in 2019 dollars when it adjusted for inflation. Um, so he thought he made it big. Well, he did. He bought a car. Uh, he was driving around in a, a 19... car in 19 what? 1969. So well, nineteen seventy-three thousand dollars. Yeah, he bought a nineteen sixty-nine Ford Galaxy, uh, which he bought with a part of settlement money. And then he noticed a large number of young women hitchhiking and began storing plastic bags, knives, blankets, and handcuffs in his car. For he was, what? 
He was then picking up young women and peacefully letting them go. According to him, he picked up about 150 of these hitchhikers before he felt any homicidal sexual urges, which he called his little zapples, and then began acting on them. Oh, it's nice to give a cute little name to a crazy insanity. Yeah. So I have right here, I could potentially stop if we needed to, or we can keep going (laughs) because I'm on page five. Of 11? 10. Uh, 11, yeah. Uh, it's an hour and 40 minutes in. So should we keep going or not? It's up to you. You tell me. You're the busy mom. I always am busy. Oh, boy. Hi, Boopsie. He's getting a drink. Huh? You're on the podcast now. Oh, finally I've been invited. Oh. You've been on the podcast before. Bean. You've been on here for Gucci. Gucci. Um, well, I guess, do we have, I have another one to do? You have, you have that other one on the, the tier two. Soup Cliff. That's, yeah. You want to do that one on tier two and then I can finish Ed, Edmund Kimpers and, I haven't done him before. You certainly have. I have not. Uh, do we have a cliffhanger for the A cliffhanger episode? surprise. He's got his little zapples. We know what's going to happen. It's so crazy. All right. We're hanging on a cliff. Uh-huh. And, uh... So we, we got the lead up into Edmund Kemper, and now we get to find out what happens after this. After these short messages. <laughs> no. Hey, queen. How are you? Um, Yeah. So we'll talk about, we'll do part two of Edmund. Part two of the topic we've already talked about next week. We have not done it. Stay tuned, everybody. Oh, my God. We have not talked about him. Because I pulled this up like a long time ago and I was like, I don't think we've talked about him. This is crazy. Crazy. Unless you did like a very long time ago, but I don't believe you did. Because it was definitely not me. I did not do this. You did. I did not. Shut your way. No, I didn't. Shut your way. Shut so. you, bitch. Anyways, um, well, that's our podcast. It certainly is. It is. Since I have not finished my uh, topic, I'll have to do that again later. Although you've already done it. Oh, my God. Um, you know... We'd love to thank our sister podcast, Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. For always being here for us. You going to record with them tomorrow? Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun for everybody. We got an episode coming out. Oh. Oh. Of course, Let's Talk About Gay Stuff is the destination where Premier. people... Premier. Premier destination where people will go for LGBTQ plus history. We love the LGBTs. LGBTQ plus... T- QIA plus QIA plus QIA plus AAAAQQILMNOP, all the things. I stole that from my husband. Oh. He was doing that on repeat for hours the other day. Uh huh. He just likes to repeat things. Uh huh. And I support that. Yeah. It's good repetition. Repetition for effect. He's also on the podcast. Oh, yeah? As are he was the somebody else. Creator. He originated the language. Sure did. (laughs) Let's talk about gay stuff brings you the greatest and latest in LGBTQ plus history. 
They are available at letstalkaboutgaystuff.com, Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Facebook and Instagram, and Talk Gay Stuff on Twitter if you would like to send them an email. That's letstalkaboutgaystuff at gmail.com. Hey. Let's talk about uh, gay stuff. Yes. Well, do we add, do we have to do We're song lyrics now? We're all jingles yeah. for season four. Hey. Hi. Are you a small business owner trying to do it all? Yeah. <laughs> Take marketing, for example. Nowadays, your business has to have an uh, Facebook I almost did it a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn account who has time to take pictures, write posts and get them posted online let alone like, like, like comment, share and respond to followers don't worry economy don't. works don't, don't worry. worry don't do it uh, the Economy Works Network is here to help. Let the Economy Works Talent Network help you do marketing so that you can grow your business. Economy Works. When we work, the Economy Works. Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W O R K S dot com. Economy Works. Like that little uptick there. That was good. It's good. So you're listening to our spoopy podcast. That's our spoopy podcast at our spoopy podcast.com. Our spoopy podcast on Facebook. And no. 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 <laughs> no. Podcast on uh, our spoop on Twitter and our spoopy. No. Our spoopy on Twitter and our spoop on Facebook. And our spoopy podcast on Instagram. Yes. If you would like to send us an email, that's our spoopy podcast at gmail.com. And do you know? No. I don't. You know. Explain to me. Do I? You know. Uh huh. <laughs> Hand gestures. Uh, do the, the outro in the old man voice. <laughs> So it's time to, I guess, just get spoopy with it. Thank you.